We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Fry the Coop. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the latest well, I guess we can call it a pants optional edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast for those of you listening. That's because Jay insists he hasn't been wearing pants since he started working from home. Just saying. Why? My name is James DeVoe from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, although it's unclear whether or not he's wearing pants. Nope. It's Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score and the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. Jay, buddy, how you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Same. Very much same, dude. Just hanging in there, living it day by day. Yeah, I mean, hopefully um, us bringing the Madhouse podcast, even though there's not a ton of hockey. There's some hockey to talk about, but not there a ton is of hockey. Some. There's not a ton to talk about, but I know uh, people that sort of like some form of normalcy, so we're going to keep bringing this to you as long as you keep listening. So first of all, we'll tell you how to get in touch with us. Obviously, follow the show on Twitter at MadhousePod. You're listening, so you found us, but make sure you hit that subscribe button there on whatever podcast app you are listening on. My preferred podcast app is Pocket Casts. That's just me speaking. They're not giving me any money to say that. I just really, really like it. Um, but we're everywhere. Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify. If it's a podcast app, you can find us. You can email us, madhousepod at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at jayzawoski670. And James Naveau is on Twitter 
with the very clever Twitter handle at James Naveau. Benefits of having a very uncommon name. You just kind of get to throw it out there and be an early adapter and you get your own name. It's That's awesome. It. And an adopter. Mm. Aha. You said adapter. I, th- I mean, I said adopter. No, you said adapter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know English. Don't Eng- tell NBC this, but I don't know English. English are hard. Hey, do you use um, Grammarly when you write? I do not. Oh, I love that thing. It's like a little extension for your browser. And it literally corrects your grammar as you go. Because I'm a big affect, effect, I can't figure it out. And people are like, here's the difference. I'm like, right. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I've had this explained to me before. You think I'm an idiot? I've tried. Yeah, I don't. I will never understand it. All right. Well, we do have some hockey to talk about. Um, We've got uh, NBC Sports Chicago posted a graphic of Corey Crawford and Henrik Lundqvist sort of comparing the two. And the question was raised... Henrik Lundqvist is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Should Corey Crawford be? And the graphic they showed showed them in pretty similar numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And people saw that graphic and jumped on it and were like, hell yeah, absolutely. Well, James and I dug a little deeper, and we've got some thoughts on that. We're going to start the show with that. Hawks also re- um, announced a quartet of signings to uh, contracts for Matthew Highmore, and Kevin Lankinen, then entry-level deals for draft pick Evan Barrett. And... Yep, here it is. Andre Alti Bimarkian. I think I got it right. Are you sure it's not Alti Barmakian? No. <laughs> I'm looking at the pronunciation, and I'm pretty sure it's Alti Barmakian. Alti Barmakian. Yes, you're right. I don't know. Damn we're, we're going to screw this up. Don't worry. We will come up with comical and horrible ways to mispronounce this. Let's just call him Andre. It's probably going to have to. I'm just going to call him Alti. Oh, I like Alti. Yeah. Well, all right. That's it. That's it. That's his official name from here on out. Um, Not the best Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast moniker we've ever bestowed on anybody. That honor will always go to Larry Dolphin. Yes, of course. Um, But yeah, Alti's uh, pretty good. I think I'm going to stick with that. I like it. All right. Let's get to the Corey Crawford and... Um, and Henrik Lundqvist thing. Very interestingly, Steve, what's his name? Steve Dangle, the Maple Leafs blogger. Uh, yeah. Hit me up on my response to this thing. And I I don't think that maybe I said it incorrectly, but what I was, I wasn't saying that Crawford is better than Lundqvist, or I wasn't trying to take anything away from Lundqvist either, but like their numbers are so similar, right? So here's the graphic. It's Crawford on the left. Lundqvist on the right. Goals against average. Crawford, 2.45. Lundqvist, 2.43. Save percentage, 0.918 for both of them. Two cups for Crawford, zero cups for Lundqvist. Now, Steve Dangle, the great uh, Maple Leafs blogger, videocaster, whatever you want to call him, made the argument that if Henrik Lundqvist had been the Hawks goalie on those teams, he would have won those cups too. And I agree with that. That's what I'm saying is I'm not taking away anything from Henrik Lundqvist. So I want to be clear on that. I truly believe, and I think, James, you do too, that Henrik Lundqvist is a Hall of Fame goaltender. You agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the bigger point I'm trying to make, and maybe I didn't do it clearly, is that Corey Crawford is one of the best goalies of this generation. And a lot of people, when the Hawks were winning cups, often would credit Corey Crawford 
or they more credit the team than Crawford say, well, you know, he's on a great team, and that's why his numbers look better. And, yes, he's played on better teams than Henrik Lundqvist. But you look at the last few years, and Corey Crawford has been the same or maybe even better than he's been on those really, really good teams. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so, sorry, I was doing math. I'm really bad at math, and so I literally had to bust <laughs> out a calculator. I got you. I'm um, with you. I apologize for this. Um, Thank you for I, doing I, it so I don't have to, by the way. <laughs> all right, so, look, there there is an argument to be made that Corey Crawford is a criminally underappreciated goalie. You and I have made this point a lot on this show. I think we have done a pretty good job of uh, beating the Corey Crawford drum in the uh, five seasons we've been doing this podcast. We, yes, we're saying that he probably was on his uh, last stint with the Blackhawks this season before they traded Robin Leonard. Um, Obviously, he's come back and he played really well after his injuries this year. And we do have to bring this up, or I have to bring this up. The reason I think that I would put Henrik Lundqvist in the Hockey Hall of Fame and would not put Corey Crawford in the Hall of Fame, it's a very it's very simple. And that simply is a matter of durability. Corey Crawford, in his 10 full NHL seasons, has played 480 career games. Henrik Lundqvist has played 887 games. So, yes, the average stats are very similar. The goals against average and the save percentage are very similar. And I'm not going to get into the argument like you said about Stanley Cups. Those are team things. Corey Crawford, yes, was a big part of those teams, but that is the key point. It's a team game. The Rangers have not, I don't think, surrounded Henrik Lundqvist with the kind of talent consistently that Corey Crawford got especially in that sweet spot window from about 2010 to 2016 or so. The Blackhawks surrounded him with Stanley Cup quality uh, talent around him. The, the Rangers didn't consistently do that with Henrik Lundqvist. And so when I think about those two factors, the durability and the fact that Corey Crawford had better teammates around him, I I do give the edge to Lundqvist, which I don't think is like a huge leap to say that. But I will go one step further, and I will say I don't think Corey Crawford ends up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think he's very borderline. If he gives you two more seasons, right, of what he's done so far, I think that argument changes a little bit. If he's able to add another 80 starts or so, maybe, you know, 75, 80 starts over the next two years, um, then you can start to make the Hall of Fame argument today. No, I don't think Corey Crawford's a Hall of Famer, but here's the thing. We're having the discussion, and for how long, and we're having this discussion with reasonable, objective, statistical arguments, not just with like, well, he was great and they won two cups and Lundquist didn't. No, we're telling you the numbers, and there's more numbers we're going to share here in a minute. But the fact that we're having a conversation proves the point that you and I have tried to make for years, that Corey Crawford is criminally criminally underrated and underappreciated throughout the league and I can go back and pinpoint the moment it all happened 2013 against the Bruins Corey Crawford happens to give up five glove hand goals it happened it's a fact guess what took a rask who lost that game gave up six goals 
from all different sorts of angles and all different sorts of shot locations. So somehow Corey Crawford comes out of that as the worst of the two goalies and he becomes kind of like panned for his bad glove hand. Well, okay. I think it was more of a fluke than anything. We've seen Corey Crawford with a good glove hand hundreds of times in his Blackhawks career. So let's let's look at the bigger numbers here. Before we do, I want to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. I mentioned this last week. Uh, I know, James, you, you sort of mentioned it too, but I know not everybody has heard every episode. You think about small businesses that are struggling, and I know you know we're going to talk about Fry the Coop. We're going to talk about Chucks. We're going to talk about Mariska's three restaurants that sponsor us that are adapting and finding ways to bring in business throughout this COVID-19 crisis. Places like Triple, Th- Triple Threat Sports are maybe not top of mind for you, as a listener, but look, if you need a logo designed for your company, if you need some corporate swag, whatever, you need a banner made for your, if you own a small business and you want to make a banner that says, we're open, curbside delivery, Triple Threat Sports can help you get that done. So hit them up, Chris at Triple Threat Sports, go to triplethreatsports.com or call 708-478-6090. All of our sponsors are small businesses, but I know cafes and restaurants are on top of people's minds remember these other small businesses too and i gotta mention our old friends at rabid brewing even though they're not with us anymore as sponsors they're doing everything they can door-to-door delivery of their beer to make ends meet so support local business support our friends at triple threat sports so here's the numbers uh we did some already uh but i'll just recap them regular season comparison uh Heinrich lundquist has played 887 games Corey crawford has played 488 okay Mm -hmm. uh 459 wins for Lundquist 260 for Crawford identical save percentages of 0.918 goals against average Crawford is 2.45 Lundquist 2.43 quality save percentage okay or I'm sorry quality start percentage Corey Crawford 0.592 Henrik Lundquist 0.594 Hockey reference has a really bad starts category. <laughs> Corey Crawford and 488 games played has 57, quote, really bad starts. Henrik Lundqvist in 887 games has 90 really bad starts. So, so. very, very comparable over time. Those two goalies are, are very, very similar. And James, you're right. Crawford had better teams in front of him, better defenders in front of him. That, there's no doubt, and I think that's why Lundqvist gets, gets the Hall of Fame edge. But let's give Corey Crawford the credit he deserves, finally. Jeez Louise. And I got the playoff numbers here um, when you make your point here, James. I was actually going to hit you with another statistic that mm. Hockey Reference has helpfully come up with. Mm. Similarity scores. Uh-huh. Guess which goaltender through the first 12 years of his career is most similar to Corey Crawford's statistics in his career? Henrik Lundqvist. In terms of adjusted point shares. Henrik Lundqvist. It is actually Jean-Sebastien Jaguer. Ooh. Followed closely by Steve Mason, Marty Turco, Bill Ranford, Tom Barrasso, and Jimmy Howard. What? Jay, do those six goaltenders all have in common? Not Hall of Famers. None of them are in the Hall of Fame. In fact, the 10 goaltenders most closely aligning with Corey Crawford in terms of similarity scores, by the way, Jocelyn Tebow on that list. My guy! There is one of those goaltenders made the Hall of Fame. It is the immortal 
Gump Worsley. <laughs> of course. Um, Marty Turco. Mm, I'd like to dive into his numbers someday. People, Hawks fans like gag when they hear that name, but Marty Turco was a damn good goalie for a really long time. Many, many years, yes. I wonder what his eligibility is. I wonder how many years. I don't know. He's got to be close. I'll bet he gets in at some point. I would. Um, I, I will also say that there is also a second uh, list of players in terms of career okay. point shares. That list does include Tukarask, Jonathan Quick, Corey Schneider, and Semyon Varlamov. I think Rask and Quick have Hall of Fame arguments. You're, man, I don't know. I just don't I think, know about. See, I don't know about Tuka Rask. Uh, now, Quick is another guy who really good goalie. There's no doubt about it. But you're, you're mentioning how similar him and Crawford are. Think about the difference of opinion nationally between those two guys. The way people talk about Jonathan Quick compared to how they talk about Corey Crawford. It's like two different guys. It's true. That is definitely true. I think Quick gets a lot of credit he probably doesn't deserve. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I am not the biggest Jonathan Quick fan in the history of the world. All right. Playoff comparison. You ready for this? Let's do this. Yes. Okay. Corey Crawford, 87 playoff game. All those two starts. 85 games started in the playoffs. 48 and 37. 0.919 0.919 save percentage, 0.228 goals against average. Uh, the quality start percentage, 0.612. 13 really bad starts in the playoffs. I will say 61% quality starts in the playoffs is pretty good. That's So hockey reference defines anything over 60% is good. Anything under 50% is bad. About 53% is league average. So just for your reference, that's how that means. So anyone over 60 is good. Here's Henrik Lundqvist. 115 starts. He's 61 and 65 in the playoffs. Save percentage, 922. So it's three points better than Crawford. Goals against average, an identical 2.28 goals against average. Uh, The quality start percentage for him is .643, so he's about uh, 3% higher than Corey Crawford, but 14 really bad starts compared to Crawford's 13, uh, but a lot more more games played, too. It's crazy that Lundqvist has played 30 more playoff games than Crawford. I would never have guessed that, but also remember that Corey Crawford has had a few uh, playoff runs where he, like, lost the job. Larry didn't lose the job, but like he obviously the I think it was what year was it that he lost the job to Darling? God, they all run together. It was 13, right? Yeah. For that first that first round. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Yep. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy to think about that. It's already been that long. But it's, it's I mean, look, again, I just want to clarify the point. Crawford's good and deserves credit. And I have here the Corey Crawford's place in uh, Blackhawks team history as far as some meaningful statistics go. Uh, He is third all-time in wins behind only Tony Esposito and Glenn Hall. Glenn Hall has 16 more wins than Corey Crawford with 276, Crawford 260, Tony Esposito 418. That's not being caught. No chance. Save percentage. Crawford is second all-time in team history with a .918 ahead of Glenn Hall, Dennis DeJordi, Jeff Hackett, Al Rollins, Tony Esposito, Jocelyn Tebow, Eddie Belfour, Nikolai Javi Bullen. Do you know who number one on that save percentage list is? You just mentioned him. 
Uh, Jocelyn Tebow? Scott Darling oh, okay. is the Blackhawks' all-time save percentage leader, .923. How many games did he play? Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Small sample size. But yeah, the facts remain you. that he is the top. Goals against average. Charlie Gardner, first point uh, i'm sorry 2.02 goals against scott darling second 2.37 Corey crawford third 2.45 ahead of hackett huey huey what the hell god dang glenn that's crazy hall, glenn hall jocelyn tebow eddie belfort dennis jordy and nikolai hobby bullen so he's right there in Ugh, the top two or three yeah. in every meaningful category in blackhawks team history third all-time in saves behind yep. esposito and hall ahead of belfort like it's he's right there man He's right there with some of the greats. And Belfort's a Hall of Famer. Hall's a Hall of Famer, obviously. So is Esposito. It's, it's going to be interesting. Don't forget that Glenn Hall played more consecutive games than Corey Crawford has played career games. That's, I'm just going to throw that yes. out there. And he's thrown up in more consecutive games than Corey Crawford has as well. God, can you imagine <laughs> playing over 500 straight games not wearing a freaking mask? No. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. They were lunatics back then, is what that was. I wonder if, and I'm sure they did, but I, I wonder if, like, if players just were like, eh, I'm not going to shoot high because I don't want to kill this guy. But there was also probably the mindset back then, too, of, like, screw you. You're in my way of scoring a goal. Like, people didn't care about hurting people back then. It was like I'm a badge th- of honor to kill somebody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just ask Dick Butkus. That's exactly right, my friend. All right, let's take our first time out, but before we do, uh, we already mentioned Fry the Coop. I want to mention them again because uh, this Tuesday I'm doing my third hot mic of the uh, Blackhawks 2010 replays. So far, the Madhouse podcast audience has raised $800 for COVID-19 relief. We did $200 for uh, Chicago Blackhawks charities. Uh, I'm sorry, we did $600 for Chicago Blackhawks charities. $200 for the Anthony Rizzo Family Foundation. This Tuesday, we are partnering with Fry the Coop. They're doing a Feed the First Responders program. For every dollar we raise, Fry the Coop will match it in food donations for local uh, doctors, nurses, paramedics, EMTs, etc., working on the front lines of this thing. We've already got some donations to my Venmo. If you'd like to donate ahead of time, my Venmo is at Jay Zawoski. No spaces, no dashes, no underscores, just J-A-Y. Z-A-W-A-S-K-I, every penny will be donated to this cause, and that food will be donated to those people that are working their asses off, trying to keep us healthy, trying to keep themselves healthy. Um, My neighbor down the street is a nurse, and she is quarantined from her three children. She cannot be upstairs with her kids because she's been exposed, and it's uh, very, very sad. And at the end of a long work day, whatever your job is, sometimes the only thing you need is to go see your kids and just have that hug, have that moment. Well, she doesn't have that after dealing with sick and dying patients every day. So let's keep them in mind. Let's raise some money and help our friends out at Fry the Coop. What's Fry the Coop? The best damn Nashville hot chicken you will ever have. They've got locations in Elmhurst, Westtown, Oaklawn, Well Street Market, coming soon to Tinley Park and Prospect Heights. They've got uh, windows so you can just walk right up. You don't have to go inside or anything. Um, and they're still handling online orders and everything, so they're open. They're serving you the best hot chicken you've ever had. Come get your happiness at Fry the Coop. Check them out at frythecoop.com. We'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. 
This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price Tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. James and I thank you very much for tuning in while you are working from home or just chilling out in quarantine, whatever you're doing. Just stay safe, stay home. We appreciate it. But if you're hungry, you got to hanker in for some Cajun food, some Mexican, some barbecue, great burger, great wings. Hit up our friends at Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe. They've got locations in Burbank and Darien doing curbside pickup. Call in your order, pay over the phone, and they will bring the food to your car. So go to chuckscafe.com, look over their menu, select what you want, give them a call, go online, place that order, and Chuck's will bring it right to your car. If you're going on a Saturday, that's my favorite. That's the Coach Nita Pabil, but you really can't go wrong. Chuckscafe.com for all their specials and menu items. Curbside pickup available. So we thank them for their continued sponsorship through this very tough time. James, the Blackhawks made four signings last week. We mentioned it off the top of the show, but new contracts for Matthew Highmore and goalie Kevin Lankinen and signings for draft picks Evan Barrett and free agent signing Andre Alti Barmakian. That, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Highmore agreed to terms on a two-year contract that runs through 2021-22 with a 725000 AAV. Year one is a two-year deal. I'm sorry. Year one is a two-way two way. deal. Thank you. Yeah. And transitions to a one-way deal the next season. Lankinen, same thing. He's at an $800,000 AAV. Uh, but again, year one is two-way. Year two is one-way. I know it's very confusing. <clears throat> Barrett, three-year entry-level contract that runs through 2022-23 with an $870,000 AAV. And surely some bonuses as well for playing time and goals scored and all that stuff as those rookie contracts tend to have. Correct. And Alter Barmakian, Alti Barmakian, I got it better the second time, two-year entry-level contract that runs through 2021-22, $817,500, very specific AAV. So um, I will also point out that Evan Barrett's contract does not kick in until next season, so he will not be with the Blackhawks if they resume this season. Correct. Thank you for pointing that out. Appreciate that. Um, this week on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, I'm going to talk to the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions hockey team and get a scouting report. His name is Brian Tripp. We're going to get a scouting report of Lankin and probably for I'm sorry of Barrett for Thursday's podcast. So you don't want to miss that. Um, but from what I've heard, this is someone you could be excited about. It's not a franchise changer. It's not a Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane type, but people are pretty excited about Evan Barrett's game. Uh, put up some really good years at, at Penn State. He's beloved there. He is uh, very accomplished there, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the table for the Hawks uh, next season. 
Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, I think that uh, these signings, to me, they all made sense. They, like, especially like the Matthew Highmore signing, that's a guy you have really good cost control over. I think that he's a guy that probably ends up cracking the lineup next season just based on some of the moves that they're going to have to make with the salary cap and their roster. I think that it's a pretty strong bet that he will be on the roster next season. But even if he completely biffs it in training camp, Highmore still can be buried on the salary cap. You don't have to worry about, you know, paying him an excessive amount of money or anything like that. The contract, obviously, I'm more interested in is the Lankanen deal because, yes, they already have Colin Dealey under contract for two more seasons after this one. So, ostensibly, you would think he's probably the backup goalie next season. That, that'd be my educated guess at this time. What does that mean for Kevin Lankanen going into the future, though? Are they just wanting to hold on to him? Are they envisioning maybe bumping him up to the NHL next season and kind of letting him leapfrog Colin Delia? That's a contract I'm very interested in. Yeah, I, same. Same here, because Delia f- seemed poised to be the backup for years to come, and I think a lot of us sort of expected that to happen this year. And then they signed Robin Leonard and had Crawford and Leonard. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was a little surprised that Colin Delia seems to be kind of a forgotten guy here. And he had just signed a pretty big deal the year before. Um, I just think Lincoln has been better than they expected. So they, you know, I, I guess he just leave He just won the job. He just leapfrogged him, which is great. I mean, yeah, if he's got the capability to do that, then I'm all for it. Right. So um, the report on Barrett, by the way, really solid two way forward. Um, not, again, not a guy who's going to light things up during his NHL career. But uh, he's a, a point producer in college. Here's the scouting report uh, that I have here from OilersNation.com. They actually had this on a uh, draft preview. This is from Future Considerations website. Barrett is an offensive point producer who plays both ends of the ice. He's an above-average skater with a smooth stride that generates speed quickly and allows him to be dangerous in tight spaces. He's agile on his edges and can cover a lot of ground side-to-side due to a strong lower half. He's a talented puck handler who always has his head on a swivel, keeping track of the play and looking for open passing lanes. His vision is one of his most notable assets as he's able to keep the puck moving around the offensive zone quickly, oftentimes with a tough cross-ice passes and plays made under pressure. He's more of a playmaker than a shooter, and he passes up some good opportunities to shoot in favor of the pass on odd man rushes or good looks at the net. He's got good defensive awareness and understands the defensive responsibilities of a center, coming deep into the zone to support the puck and cover open lanes in the slot. He isn't overly physical and can be pushed around when in control of the puck along the boards, but he doesn't shy away from physical play, and his ability to cycle the puck will only improve with increased strength. Barrett still has a few areas he needs to improve to become a scoring threat at higher levels, but the skating ability, two-way play, and the ability to consistently create scoring chances with his vision are tough to teach. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid report. Can I can I read a, a little one that I found too? Indeed. All right. Uh, a quote from him first. I always make it a point to skate to the net because that's where most goals get scored. Getting into the dirty areas and fighting for pucks is how I define my game, and it's what I'm successful at. And then a, just a brief little line in these uh, scouting report. His defensive acumen and willingness to get into contested area and skill of putting quality shots on net when he gets there 
is an attractive combination for a Blackhawks team that needs gritty two-way forwards. That was written by me three years ago before the NHL draft. <laughs> just <at> kidding. <laughs> I just, just wanted to throw that out there. That was published in The Athletic in my brief time over there. Look at yep. you. Oh, how about our guy Ryan Wagman, who we have on every year from McKean's Hockey? Here's a little excerpt from him. His, I would love this. His skill set is sometimes shielded by the roles doled out by the program's coaching staff as Bear plays both left wing and center. Nonetheless, his skill set is nicely balanced, and he shows the ability to handle any situation on the ice. A Penn State commit, he will likely need two, three seasons with the Nittany Lions, but will provide to whichever team that drafts him a solid, versatile middle six forward. So there you go. The, the word versatile, the words gritty. I like everything about this. I'm sold. Bring him in. Wait, they got gritty too? I wrote gritty, but yes. I he, the, well, the thing that stood out to me, I watched him, by the way, for uh, – those of you that don't know, I went to a Chicago Steel U.S. national team development game and was watching a lot of the prospects that ended up getting drafted in 2017. And Evan Barrett, just he is such a hard nosed guy. He just was always willing, especially in front of the net. It just always seemed like he was willing to mix it up. He never shied away from anything. Yes, you're going to get out work sometimes at the NHL level when that's your game. But I'm going to give Evan Barrett a lot of credit. He didn't back down from anything, and I really think that might be an underrated part of his game. Alti Barmakian. Alti Barmakian. Whatever it is. Uh, I asked uh, someone in the organization who I know well about uh, his potential. The plan is for him to be part of the team next year. So a guy that is expected to be a Blackhawk when next season rolls around. Uh, similar in the mold of David Camp, nothing earth shattering, but will provide you know solid bottom six forward play. Um, so he's in the Hawks' plans for sure. Who I mean, look, there's going to be some signings, there's going to be some guys lost and, and gained, whatever. But uh, the plan is for Alti Barmakian to be part of this, at least part of the picture next season. Whether or not he loses a job uh, is it remains to be seen. But it is a guy who has some real uh, opportunity to make the Blackhawks next season. So good I'll news, right? What, uh, there's one guy who definitely will have a job next year, and it's the guy that stitches uh, letters onto the team's jerseys. Yes, that's true. Who's the other guy? Um, damn it. There was another guy on the Hawks with an A name that was super long. I'll never think of it. Ryan Vandenbush. There's one. That, 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 that he, Ryan Vandenbush had, like, the numbers that, like, would go well onto the shoulders. <laughs> Mm, <laughs> yes. didn't have the space to get it on there man i can't think of who i'm thinking of whoever's th someone will, will know who i'm talking about and and let us know let um, us know how dumb we are that we did remember the immortal whatever yeah the immortal what that's a really good way to put it the immortal wh whatever oh by the way um some people have wondered wait does this mean they're having problems signing ian mitchell uh these are unrelated i don't think i wouldn't worry Let's just put it this way. I wouldn't worry that Ian Mitchell hasn't signed yet. I still think the plan is for him to sign with the Blackhawks. I think it's going to happen. The people I've spoken to think it's going to happen. Of course, until it happens, there's always a little bit of worry, but I don't see anyone in the organization panicking about being able to get that deal done. So as of right now, nothing to panic about, but uh, four signings last week, um, all of which you know, point to a pretty promising future. I'm, I'm, you know, I think Matthew Highmore is a, a fine player, 
kind of a dime a dozen kind of a guy. But you can never have too many guys like that who can play and give you consistent contributions whenever they're on the ice. That's, that's all you can ask for for a guy like that. Well, yeah, and especially for the, at that price point, you're absolutely right. I, I think that you have to look at what you're paying for, and you're realistically with these guys, obviously aside from Lankanen, you're paying for you know guys who are probably going to play third, fourth line roles next season. Maybe they bump up to first or second line in the event of you know injury or the coaching staff wanting to shake things up a little bit. But I, I think these all are very solid depth signings, and they point out to me that the Blackhawks are probably just looking to make some changes in those roles. And you know what? You should. When you're on pace to miss the playoffs over the third straight year, you shouldn't just be holding on to you know everybody. You want to get these guys up here and you want to see what you got. I think that it's very smart of the team to lock these guys up. I am especially excited, as I've said, about seeing Evan Barrett. But I think that these are good, solid additions. There's nothing earth shattering. I'm not expecting any of these guys to be the next Alex DeBrincat or the next Andrew Shaw, but I'm expecting them to be solid. And if they can be solid, then you're getting exactly what you paid for. Absolutely. Speaking about getting what you're paid for, how about our friends at Marishka's in Crest Hill, 604 Theater Street. They're family-owned and operated since 1933. Are they open? Yep, they're still open. Giving darn you, right. Giving you the best poor boys, the best chops, seafood, uh, the toy baked potato, the mountain of onion rings. You can get them all to go from Marishka's. So go visit our friends at Marishka's in Crest Hill. Again, 604 Theater Street. Try that poor boy sandwich. That should be your first stop. But James loves the Yodel Burger. I mentioned the Toys Baked Potatoes. They're absolutely phenomenal. So go visit them. 604 Theater Street, Marishka's.com. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So they will be closed this weekend. But they are fully operational, as are Chuck's and Fry the Coop and all of our other sponsors. So uh, check them out. And James, I think that's going to do it. As far as the Madhouse podcast goes, uh, just want to add one more time, Please join us on Hot Mike on Tuesday. James might be there. He might not be. Either way, we're raising money for a good cause, partnering with our friends at Fry the Coop uh, to bring food to those working on the front lines fighting COVID-19. So hopefully you can join us. Download that Hot Mike app, enter the promo code MADHOUSE, and watch Blackhawks Sharks Game 3 from 2010. That's at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago. You watch the game on your TV, your second screen is me and you talking hockey. So hope to see you there on the Hot Mic Gap. But until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. James, you have anything to add before we wrap up? Uh, just continue to stay safe out there, guys. Continue to social distance. Continue to wash your hands. I know you're literally hearing it from any, everybody. But if we want to see hockey again, if we want to see the United Center filled with 21,000 people again, the best way to get there is obviously for scientists to do their job and for you to do yours. And right now that means staying home. So do it. Dang it. Uh, They're saying, by the way, that the next two weeks are hugely critical in staying home. And I know you could probably suspect that some people are going to start to get frustrated and a little bit stir crazy. I understand that. But look, like James said, if you want this to end, we've got to do our part. So please, please, please stay home. Leave only if it's absolutely essential. If you've got a group of friends and you know someone's going shopping, Venmo is a great thing. Just have them grab what you need and Venmo them so it's fewer people going to the store. It's so easy. It's so common sense. Get it done. We can get this done together. And hopefully next season we'll be in the United Center together watching hockey where we all belong. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. 
Brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Mariska's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and Fry the Coop, frythecoop.com. Come get your happiness at Fry the Coop. James and I will talk to you very, very soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But sweat happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.